All right, awesome. So, uh, so three, two, two one. one, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Guys Our Age podcast, a podcast where two friends have random conversations and just enough beer. I'm your host, John, and joining me in this crazy venture is my good friend and co-host, Jim. Uh, that right. was the best we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, okay. how's it going, Jimmy? Hey, Johnny, it's going freaking wonderful. Uh, that's a wonderful thing, I know. Yeah. Um, good to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Um, I know, we haven't even, like, it's it's funny because, like, we don't, we haven't <laughs> talked to each other except when we're doing this podcast thing. I know. Well, that was part of the reason, right? I mean, that was partially <laughs> the reason why we figured... It's an excuse to have to make it happen, which is a good thing. So I, it's cool. I, I'm, I'm cool with it too. Yes. So, uh, but just to uh, reiterate to our listeners, should they exist, uh, <laughs> we are guys our age. Uh, we uh, started this venture just to kind of gab and get together on topics and uh, share with the world. So, uh, if you have an idea for a topic, or if you have any uh, questions for us on anything you you've heard or listened to. Uh, you, we can be reached at guysourage at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, hit us up at guys.our.age at gmail.com. That'll work just as well. So uh, this week's topic, Jim and I reached out to each other during uh, the off break that we had from this last episode. And uh, this week, uh, I had sent him an idea about 50 years ago in mm-hmm. 1971. There was a shit ton of really good music that got released all at the same year yeah and if we um if we continue this for long we can make this an annual thing sure yeah well i'm actually interested in going after we do this i'd be curious to see like if we go back to 91 to see what happened and just to see the disparity between the all the shit that happened in 71 and then 91 and that to do the decades well what happened what's wrong with 81 Mm -mm. no 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 i don't wanna no no oh no 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 no? No interest. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, all right. Well, you might be surprised. but I might be. So you, you pulled my arm enough, perhaps. But, uh, all right. Well, well, we'll investigate. Well, actually, 81 probably wouldn't be bad because, to be honest with you, um, a large chunk of New Wave was then, like uh-huh. an early police and shit like that, you know, like yeah. 78, 79, you know, stuff leading up to 81. So maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we should consider doing 81 as well. The premise was this. Uh, It's 2021. Uh, There's a fair number of really good albums that got released in 71. So Jimmy and I went off and did some research. And we both came up with some lists. And uh, why don't you kick off with one, and then I'll dig up my notes here and see what I've got brewing. But uh, Hey, guys, just a quick heads up. Uh, You can expect a lot of post-production footnotes in this episode. We addressed a lot of content in our 1971 review, and I wanted to give everybody uh, some post-production facts and figures to go along with some of the comments we made. Would have been smart if we'd have done this up front, but we're just not that smart. So, Well, uh, I got the list that I put together. I got, thank you, Wikipedia. You know, <laughs> I mean, like anything you want is there. Right. Um, so I put the... I, Took well, pick list. one and we'll 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 jump into it. Pick one that really stands out to you and we'll jump into it from your list. Well, um, okay. Well, the first one that's listed here is uh, Janis Joplin "Pearl." Yes, I had that one too. 
Right. And this was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was her the last, last album. album before yeah. before she died. But they did put out like at least one album after she died, posthumously. Did they? But yeah, I think there was uh, an album that came out after this. I was not aware of that. That's pretty you interesting. Know, well, you know, you can thank the record companies for you know, yeah. trying to milk whatever they could. Well, I but, actually noticed the same uh, for The Doors, but we'll get into that one yeah. uh, a little, little further in. But mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. So please continue. Yeah, so, I mean, I can pull up the track list if I go into it but um sure. the one the one i noted here was you know me and bobby mcgee was on this album Yes. So, you know, we're talking 1971. It was 50 years ago. Exactly. Um, we were youngins. Very, very much so, yeah. So, And, uh, you know, this had to be like AM radio, I guess, at that point, right? I don't know. Was FM yet out there yet? That's a good question. FM radio became primarily popular towards the later end of the 70s. Uh, in 1971, when most of the music we're revisiting here was playing it was all am radio charts so uh even though fm became the predominant station in the late 70s and 80s am radio was king when these songs aired hmm i don't know when fm became super popular to be quite honest with you um well i just i remember being a little kid and listening to wabc you know right harry harrison and dan ingram and all those absolutely other dead other dead guys. Yeah, and what was and who was that? Cousin Brucey? Remember Cousin him? Brucey, yeah, sure. All that crap. Yeah. yeah, crazy stuff, right? But I mean, I think we're. I think like you know, it was all pretty much AM radio at the time. But anyway, this was you know, I mean, me and Bobby McGee. I mean, that's the song that I remember that everybody knows. Which From is Pearl. A great, but just of Janis Joplin. Yes, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and what a freaking great song that still is. You know, right. And, and it's like, you know, <laughs> you've been to karaoke nights as well as I have. And oh, it's like I know. Somebody yeah. comes up and they're like, I'm going to sing me by me. It's like, uh, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> it's like, you, are you sure? Please are don't. You sh- are you sure that's a good idea? But anyway. I know. I know. Well, that's a great tune. So, But that's the first one on this list. And that was, you know, uh, if you believe everything that Wikipedia has, which uh, it's probably pretty accurate because, you know, people... Everybody can edit it. So this was like January 11th, the right. release date of this in 1971. I know. So, so I mean, but that's the first one that I see here on the on the list that you said, uh, you know, just pick one. and. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely saw the same thing. Um, and it intrigued me for the same reason, right? I mean, m- uh, me and Bobby McGee, obviously, is the major hit. I went, uh, I went so far as to look up top 40 radio uh i found a website that i don't have the link handy but i actually found a website where it lists week by week in 71 uh when things were debuted when things uh you know where they were in the term in terms of top 40 the list etc and me and bobby mcgee you know it held its own for a, a, a while 
maybe not number one, but I, I don't know if it was a number one hit, to be honest with you. I don't recall. Um, I didn't do enough research to know for sure, but I know it was a top ten tune, and I can remember that even as a kid, just hearing that on the radio constantly. But um, Bobby McGee did, in fact, reach number one in mid-March of 71 and remained the number one hit in the country for a period of about two weeks. But when I listened to or tried to listen to some of the rest of the album... Because as I was doing the research, um, I actually wound up putting together a, a playlist of like 71 tunes. I took, you know, songs from all these different albums, and we'll get into some others. But Cry Baby was a really good tune. Um, and I hadn't really heard that a lot. But that's a really funky song, uh, Cry Baby. Real bluesy. And it's like her at her at her peak in her you know her her prowess of how she would scream and and you know that yeah. guttural like you know mm-hmm. emotional just raw uh, sounding yeah just raw, raw sounding i mean janice joplin Bobby McGee's the popular tune, but Cry Baby is really more of a Joplin tune. I doubt it got any airtime. Uh, but well, the, it was the know. second single. It was to, according to Wikipedia. Me and Bobby oh. McGee was the first single. Okay. Um, Cry Baby. Oh, B side was Mercedes Benz. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? It's funny Which I like, love. Yeah, I love that, that one. Yeah, it's a great tune. Um, so. Didn't she pass that same year or did she pass in 72? No, like, I think what? she did. I think she passed that same year. Let's that see. same year, right? Actually... Yeah. No, she actually she they released this after oct- she died. Oh. She passed October of seventy. See, I did not know that. It's amazing yeah. that you learned that stuff. There's a fair amount of folksy type tunes that got released in seventy one. And as I was going through this list, I, I guess I was sort of surprised, but not surprised. Uh, you know, I'll give you an idea. Uh-huh. Of folksy James Taylor, obviously, right? He had yeah. this album called Mudslide Slim and the Blue Horizon. Uh, You've got a friend, I believe is the 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 tune from that uh album or it's no it is you've got a friend i knew i was on my list so but that that's an iconic tune i mean that that tune didn't she write that with carol king well that's what i was gonna say because carol king had uh tapestry came out in 71 yes which is that's like one of the biggest albums of all freaking time I know, and that one I remember very distinctly as a kid. Yeah, so a few of the hit, uh, a few of the well-known tracks on that album. Um, I feel the earth moved so far away. It's too late. I feel the earth move under my feet so far away. Doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? And it's too. You know, you make me feel like a natural woman. We know who really sang that song, even though she wrote it. Um, 
Aretha made that song. Oh, super yes, famous, yes, right. right. Of course, yeah. So, uh, so yes, so Carol King Tapestry, big album, and um, also Carly Simon had an album come out. We're talking about like the the folks, some of the folksy stuff. Well, yeah, let me. Go I see a David Crosby album here. I think there was a CSNY album maybe this year too. Yeah, let me go back to my folksy list. What I was trying to essentially. So, I don't know if I'd consider Carol King folksy per se, um, but the James Taylor stuff. Apart from "You've Got a Friend," there's a lot of folksy style music on that album. Like I tried to listen to some of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I try. I couldn't listen to all these albums, obviously, but I tried mm. to listen to some of it. Um. Uh, where is it? Harry Nielsen. Nielsen. Okay. Nielsen Smilchen, right? And what's interesting about the Nielsen album is that song, I think it's called If. Okay, major correction required here. (laughs) So the song I was trying to reference was a song by Harry Nielsen called Without You. The song If was performed and recorded by a band called Bread. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? Oh, I don't know if you remember uh-huh. that. You remember sure. that song, If? Yep. If is one of those songs where, you know, you remember it <laughs> when you're a kid and you never know where it's from. That was an interesting one to, to, to discover. Well, you know, and the the other thing too is like we we heard these songs. We first heard these songs when we were, you know, prepubescent, and like yep. it was it was like oh, this is a cool song. But I would like to go back and look at the lyrics of some of these songs now. Yes, and find out what they were. It, it's kind of like when you were watching Looney Tunes as a kid. You know, it's like ha ha ha. You know, he. You know, Anvil fell on, um, you know, Wiley Coyote's head and yada yada yada. But it's like all that inside, all those inside jokes that you didn't get when you were ten. You exactly. Know? And now, if you like go back, uh, it's like oh, this was a great song. I love this song. If we go back and listen to the lyrics now to some of these songs, we might be like, uh, holy crap, that's what he was singing. <laughs> You know? Oh, it is. It's, like, it's 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 fairly enlightening. Some of the music that's going on here, you know, it's crazy. Um, but it, it I, I guess, what I was struck by doing this exercise was, I guess, the amount of music that people were producing at that time. You know, I mean, um, yeah, for sure. Because you know, this list has that I that I just got off of Wikipedia and added a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like 380 something freaking albums released in one year, right? So that's more than one a day. That's <laughs> you know? true. That is true. And uh, and these are probably not all of them. And th- these aren't all of them either, because they had a whole another list of another probably hundred or more albums that they didn't know the exact date, and they listed it like on a separate list or whatever. But it was also that year, so. Yeah, I mean, this was the time when albums were the, you know, they were it, right? I mean, vinyl was still it in 
early 70s. Yeah, you were you you mentioned that the other day to me that you brought up a really good point about this is around the time when there was a pretty um obvious uh turn towards albums as opposed to, you know, just singles. Like, you know, 50s, 60s there really was no such thing with respect to radio and how air, you know, airplay and how people consumed music, right? Singles were the key, right? right. And that's where they kind of made it. Right. That, we were, yeah, go ahead. We were talking about that, right? How the albums became a thing. And, right. And as we were talking about just earlier, that that's when FM, that was like the thing about FM radio was the album oriented radio, right? I mean, right. that's when they started concentrating on the album music or album do we music. did we look that up i mean when does when does fm no. become like king like i know am is you know for the longest time i mean well you know. no we didn't we didn't look into that we didn't do our home all our homework we did some of it <laughs> well <laughs> we, that came up during conversation so it's interesting but mm-hmm. um yeah so um fm radio i mean let's see Jeez, I can remember like listening to eight tracks in my father's car. So that's true. I guess FM radio had to be, yeah, had to be like mid mid to late seventies. Yeah, I don't know mid seventies, but yeah, about this time, I guess. I'm trying to remember yeah. where I was and what I was doing, and I don't, I don't know. I don't remember I, what I was doing yesterday. No, that's true. I know. I would think I think anywhere between seventy four to seventy six, I think, yeah, is probably where FM started to kind of take the reins away from what I mean. AM was AM obviously stayed you know pretty powerful through most of the seventies and eighties, but yeah, but like you, you know, said, if you look at the albums on this list, you can, it's pretty evident, right? It's like oh sure. yeah, th- these were like now people were paying attention to. Let's put out an al a, a real collection that makes sense that's right. one whole product that you know like these i mean here's uh the s album is like the next one here down on the list you know well there, there's some real i mean there's some real classics on the list right obviously so um for example um rolling stones right sticky fingers uh-huh yeah H- right. huge huge record mm-hmm. right Many number ones throughout that year, uh, not just. I mean, I think there were multiple number ones on that record, right? Um, two Yes albums in '71, and right. both very substantial Yes albums. So you have the Yes album itself, right? Uh, I recall. I think it might have been like May, May time frame or something of you know that release, right? Earlier and then in the, yeah. earlier in the year, right? Earlier and in the year. then uh, Fragile, yeah roundabout obviously and everything else on the record is awesome um but two really substantial progressive rocks and they're only six months apart 
and released in the same year, mm-hmm. right? None of any of it, and actually, actually, I should, I, I, sh- I need to change my statement. None of those yes uh, songs were radio play except for uh, your move. And your move, which I actually found on my top forty radio website list, somewhere towards the you know past summer into fall, uh, actually debuted on the radio. They actually started to play some yes on the radio, and they. But that's the piece of you know it's your move. Isn't the your move the end of another tune? It's not necessarily a song unto itself, um, but it's the only at the time it was the only yes song on the radio was your move. I've seen all good people turn their heads each day So satisfied I'm on my way Cause it's time, it's time, it's time With your time and this news is captured For the uh, And still play today, even on, you know uh, uh, your move was um, part of um, or transitions that I've seen all good people, right? So they had to splice and dice. It was part. Just to get it was part piece. of. Yeah, it was part of it actually. Right. So, so you had the two Yes albums, very substantial in terms of history of rock. You had Sticky Fingers, Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. You had David Bowie, Hunky Dory. Right, Hunky Dory. Um, a lot of people consider that not his best, but close to one of his best albums ever. That one's got changes on it, right? Changes and Life on Mars. I mean, a lot of a lot of real diehard Bowie fans consider Life on Mars to be probably like his best tune. That was surprising even to me, you know, after talking to a bunch of people after putting together a Bowie set list recently because uh, I was trying to educate my kids on Bowie. Um, but um, that was also in 71. Aqualung yeah. from Jethro Tull, that okay. was 71. And that's the quintessential Jethro Tull. I mean, if you know right. nothing about Jethro Tull, <laughs> you at least know Aqualung because you have uh, Locomotive Breath is on that album, mm-hmm. and Aqualung itself is on that album. Uh, that's crazy stuff. Um, Aqualung, my friend, don't you start away uneasy. You poor old son, you see it turn to be. L.A. Woman, The Doors. Yeah. I guess that was the last one before he, he passed, right? Or did he did he die in 72 or 71? I don't recall. I'm going to have to look uh, it up. Because they all, they all kind of died around the same time, right? Um, Jimmy, Janice, and, and um, the other Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Morrison, right? So they all kind of Jim Morrison died. passed July 1971.
There you go. So, and like I was saying earlier, um, I was surprised to discover that The Doors came out with a uh, album at the end of 71 after he passed called Other Voices. Yeah, I saw that too. It was kind of like, wow. I had never heard of that <laughs> before. And it was a non-Mars and Doors album. And I can't say that I've ever even known that that existed, right? Yeah, that sounds like a, some kind of contractual obligation. Right. With the record company. Uh, sticking to the rock theme, though, who, who's next? Who's next? Which is Bob like, O'Reilly. I mean, <laughs> that, well, that's a phenomenal album too. <laughs> the whole album is amazing, right? I mean, I actually, when I was putting together my set list, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I'll leave off this one. I'm like, no, I can't. I had to put the whole album on the no, set list yeah, too. Exactly. So that's that's an amazing record, and uh, to this day, and I mean, won't get know. fooled again. I think I'm exactly. Tune. Uh, bargain, and, no, bargain, or I, I'm yeah, I think yeah, so. bargains on there too. Yes, yeah. it is. Jeez, I mean, so, you can't. No, can't it's crazy. Wrong. And then also, uh, how about um, Zoso? Right, Led Zeppelin Four is on. Led Zeppelin Four. Out. Yes. Um, I uh, mean, quick post-production footnote: including clips from Who's Next and Led Zeppelin Four would do neither of those albums justice. You need to go back and just listen to them front to back. Trust me, you'll appreciate it. I mean, this is all in the same year. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? Compare yeah, that to today, <laughs> right? This is just one year, right? Uh, Pink Floyd Metal came out in 71. Uh-huh. Metal isn't maybe their, you know, most well-known album. No, um, but it was a but it was a substantial album because... Echoes you know, is on it. Echo. well, yeah. yeah. And, I have and it was no, the whole I, second side. Oh, yeah, the whole second side. <laughs> I remember did, you, did you ever see that... Um, did you ever see that video? On, it's on YouTube, actually. You can find it there. Um, oh, they I think I know where you're going Live with this. at Pompeii? Where they did no, Echoes? No, I don't know. No, I, I haven't seen that. I'll have to go oh, see that. Oh, it's, it's... Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to go see cool. that, I mean, there's so. no audience. It's just them playing, like, in the middle of nowhere and, like, the whole crew coming out and setting up. Right. Like, this whole setup. And it's right. uh, it's beautiful. It's great. Oh, I know. So I'm going to watch he, it tonight. <laughs> here's here's some other ones that are just. I mean, we could have stopped there. And it would have been a phenomenal year, but yeah, we're but not we're, even close. We're to only half. like, yeah, we're like not yeah. even halfway through. I mean, there's a Bob so, Dylan, the birds, and and that's about as good a place as any to wrap up part one of our 1971 episode. Check back next week for part two, and potentially even a part three. Thanks. 
Thank you.